and welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know about Eintracht Frankfurt in English. The best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I mean, only the Deutsche reigning Deutsche Pokaziga. <laughs> uh, I am your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. You can follow the show on Twitter. That is at HEFpod. We have a Facebook uh, Facebook group that you can join. Uh, hey, Eintracht Frankfurt. That is HEFpod there. You can also email the show. That is Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt at Yahoo.com. Here to break down uh, this weekend's match uh, against Fredo Bremen. He is in St. Louis. As for always, it is Nathan. Hey. Wie geht's, Asina? Hey. Wie geht's? Scheiße. Yeah. Uh, I have a bone to pick. <laughs> yeah, let it be picked. I mean, I mean, it's not just the Eintracht that let me down. You know, the dog's been having diarrhea. <laughs> I mean, just all sorts of home issues. If... I never thought I would be turning into a professional plumber. I've had to take care of all sorts of issues over the week. <sighs> you get uh, that's the bless the blessing and the curse of uh, owning a house is that you are you learn all these skills that you didn't think you needed to learn. Yeah, stuff that you took for granted when you were, you know, living in an apartment complex. And then suddenly it's all on you or you pay someone else to do it. Yep. And that fee can sometimes be rather, rather hefty. Anyways, let's get to talking about Eintracht Frankfurt's home uh, opener against Werder Bremen. A rather bumper crowd, to say the least. Not a full capacity crowd. As some people might, might have noticed that... Uh, in the away side of the uh, the stadium <laughs> that uh, some of the seats in the upper tier directly behind where the Werder Bremen fans are, there were some empty seats, but everywhere else, full Shocker. of red, white, <laughs> and black covered fans. <laughs> hey, well, give the people their due who came down from Bremen. If they didn't sure. sell out all the tickets, you know, those who dressed in the green and the white. Fact is, Bremen's not exactly a short uh, distance to Frankfurt. No. And they're now that Haas Val is gone, uh, at least for the season. We'll see. Uh, Werder Bremen is the furthest north team. But then again, mm-hmm. I mean, shoot. Uh, I mean, it could be the distance between Freiburg and Bremen, which, I mean, shoot, that's the entire breadth of the country. Yeah. <laughs> that will be quite rough. So we'll be talking a little bit about fans making journeys as we'll be kind of discussing the Europa League as we now know who we get yeah. to face in the Europa League, which finally is happening. We have the exact times for every match all the way up to match day 14. But let's get to it. Eintracht Frankfurt won. Werder Bremen 2. Uh, well, uh, we had some difficult. Sorry about the technical difficulties last week. We were supposed to have a preview of Werder Bremen, but uh, we had uh, quite a few issues of our own. Mm-hmm. Switching a couple things around with the podcast. Uh, well, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I tracked. We weren't exactly. We. Okay, where do you need to begin? I'll start here with the the fans and, you know, the first the first home game of the season. Um, I was pretty jealous of uh, 
our our good buddy Roman who got to go to the game and uh, and and showed uh, you know the Eintracht fans what the experience was like uh, from his perspective a little bit. It was pretty cool. From city center the, to Vodstadion. Yes, but all, all like the the fa- the ultras marching uh, through the city to the stadium. Uh, it was pretty awesome. The the chants and things uh, that are getting pretty ingrained in the culture of the the team, and um, I I was just jealous of everyone who was there. And um, I mean, aside from the Verder fans, the stadium was packed and the tifo was uh pretty freaking awesome for the uh Deutsche Pokaziga. uh man man alive that was some pretty cool stuff so um if you guys haven't seen that uh take a look at it wherever on a computer wherever you can find it it's uh that was pretty remarkable stuff that they that they drew up so props to them um in terms of the game, hey, Kevin Trapp's back, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, we had a couple transfers that went in, went out. We might as well get right to it. Kevin Trapp uh, returning to the Eintracht on a loan from Paris Saint-Germain. I kind of have to wonder how much of his uh, salary is going to be paid by Eintracht and how much is being compensated by PSG. Yeah, have they? What the exact specifics have? There seem to be a lot of differing uh, reports on uh, what the exact details are, but it does seem to be a loan with an option to buy, which, Hmm. you know, (laughs) all things considered, like, I mean, Look, we brought in Ronal uh, from Brombu for, what, 3 million euros? Yeah. Uh, he was the first player to be announced that he was going to be transferring to the Eintracht. And we thought, okay. During last season. And then, exactly. Uh, so, you know, Jan Zimmerman probably thought, well, crap. Eternal backup keeper, mm-hmm. you know, but we're already looking uh, looking to lose Lucas because I mean, shoot, where we didn't end up qualifying for the Champions League, which probably would have been the only way that he would have uh, yeah. stuck around. But <laughs> all of that aside, uh, we then re-signed old Eintracht player Felix Wiedwald. And now with <laughs> Ronald having the injury issues and I don't think that the management side has been satisfied yep. with what they know that they can get from Vidval. They're probably looking at him as, you know, you're going to be a backup. There's a and lot of questions have, about the keepers right now, right? I mean, um, Ronaldo, they sure. haven't really spoken about, right? That in terms not of for, his, not for a little while, because his, yeah. his phantom injuries. Yeah, his in his in his first, you know, the first game of the season, he played pretty well. Um, the, the Bundesliga keeper of the of the week. Um, he played pretty freaking well, and then he this phantom injury, as you said, there must not be a like a a a drastic injury. And um, on the flip side, they must not have much confidence, as you said, in Viedwald. And you know, I I would 
I think a lot of people might share that that <laughs> lack of confidence. Um, yeah, uh, Bergman fans can attest uh, to that. Needless <laughs> to say, the the last off, the last time he played in Germany was with Werder Bremen, who he went uh, from Eintracht to Bremen and then to England before returning to the Eintracht. Uh, let's kind of. Yeah, I don't want to belabor Talk the up. point about the keeper. Trap yeah. is obviously an upgrade, but it's uh, you know thinking of the long term viability of the team, how much that, how much his contract eats into that future. I hope that it's um, relatively small, small potatoes, Here's, but it can't be uh, right. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but uh, I mean, when you move to a team like PSG, you're not going to be on the small salary. Mm-mm. Salary. So I understand that. You know, uh, like whatever he is being paid by PSG is obviously something more than what Eintracht would usually pay for a player. Yeah. So I think that Eintracht's not paying the entirety of his. Yeah, that's wages. likely. But then again, uh, you got to realize that PSG right now is under a very large, looming uh, financial fair play issues that they're having to skirt <laughs> around real quick. I mean, they have made. Uh, They've had to make a lot. Uh, PSG has had to make a lot of moves in the offseason. I mean, when you bring in like two guys who each would have broken the world transfer record in uh, the moves for uh, Mbappe and Neymar, mm-hmm. and that was last summer, uh, which, you know, the ramifications of making those two deals like are still being felt today. I mean, yeah, actually speaking, I mean, Mbappe it's just, isn't there anymore, is he? Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh my gosh. It's like, it's like they, they, they have all this money there and these financial fair play rules were supposed to kind of level the playing field, but it just turned into at teams of the haves and have not. So like, for example, in the Bundesliga, uh, Red Bull Leipzig, like unless they're qual, unless they're playing in the champions league, they can't like do absurdly massive recruiting sprees. They can do um, a decent amount, but they are, you know, instead of making say like three to Five major signings you gotta limit yourself to one to two because you know you can only make so much money from the Europa League but yeah that's kind of based on the fact that the fans are not going to show the fans in Leipzig are not showing up for the Europa League they're showing up for the Champions League (laughs) yeah but I mean there's there's all sorts of uh, stuff that goes on with that so well so the last thing I'll say about Trap is that at least we know that his his heart is in the and he his heart is in the right place and his commitment level is there for a team like Frankfurt. He's here for all of the right reasons. So true. Going forward, we should have a lock in and goal. One would think that uh, he is just one. I mean, I wouldn't have said no uh, to uh, Tiro Care uh, joining Ooh. the Eintracht. Uh, but you know he only just left Schalke. Yeah, I mean, he was a decent, pretty doggone good player. I would have loved, you know, Eintracht to have signed Timothy Weah, if just from American perspective, <laughs> from them as well. In addition, uh, okay, maybe not Julian Draxler because I think he's kind of a <laughs> punk bitch, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. Sorry about other PSG folks. Uh, Paris than we expected in this episode. So, um, <laughs> really, the it really got started so stinking early for the Eintracht uh, in terms of stuff just going wrong. Uh, let's see. Uh, Salcedo going down hurt. And Indica oh. comes on. Hey, look, that kid is phenomenal. Yeah, I think he's a good. A really, really good player, and he is so young. And look, he's he's at least in this system, he looks great. But I would hazard enough to say that uh, he is probably going to turn out to be the signing of the summer for Eintracht. That you know, he hey, they found him in the second division of France, and he mm-hmm. is mostly out of necessity now been thrust into the starting limelight and has taken it with both hands so so sure. now out for long-term injury let's be honest people uh the henrunda is done for him he's not even been registered uh like timothy chandler both of them were not registered for the uh europa league group stage so mm-hmm. kind of a That's kick a in the teeth then a uh, uh, goal that probably should have been ruled off sides. Oh, well. Osaka put Vander Bremen up. And then <laughs> just a little over 10 yep. minutes later, Jetro Williams has... A hissy fit. Hit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're handicapped. Look, and, I'll, I'll say this. I don't... I You know, you're the... You're the the dude with the uh, official uh, experience. Uh, uh, I, I to- haven't roughed a soccer game since him? I was. I haven't roughed a soccer game since I was twelve. So um, that was yeah. so blatantly obvious. It was like, yeah. dude, you really just, yeah, you can't. Guess do that. what? You get it. You when yeah, he was, was walking down the when he was walking down the hallway to get to the locker rooms. All I could think in my head was. I hope someone turns off the hot water just for you. Yeah. Cold shower. It's like, why is it cold? You deserve, you know, it's like, why is it cold? You know why. You know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, on the flip side of things that, and I could, I could just be a, a, a Homer here, but I felt like that Salcedo one was vin, that injury was malicious, but I, you know, in the when you slow it down, everything looks like it's calculated. So um, maybe I'm just seeing things where I, I want to see them, but it looks like a like a malicious tackle to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, look. At the end of the day, uh, you can't react the way he did, and sure. he got. It's the reaction that the referee is penalizing, and uh, yeah. yeah, go figure that would happen. But it's almost like that kind of lit a fire underneath the team and the team played better oh throughout the rest of the match. Just happened to have a couple more guys go down hurt. Uh, Muda went down, so Tawatha came in. Shoot, that was almost right after the red card, so two substitutions made before the halftime whistle had blown. Really Getting into the second half, uh, brief. Uh, <laughs> we continued our dominance. and Holy cow, did we? Look- Goodness gracious me. Did not expect this kind of enthusiasm. It was almost like as though Werder Bremen didn't realize, you know, that they were already up. And, you know, I felt like they were the, the man down. It, yeah. That's what it felt like to me. We just kept pressing. 
It was insane. It was it was really it was really good to see Toro. We can't I do think, this against every team though. No, not not at all. But I didn't expect us to play this well against uh, you know with my prediction and as it was, I didn't pre- predict this to play this well with eleven. So to play with ten men and just dominate, I mean, you still got to put the ball in the net, and we didn't do that. Um, true, true. But we definitely just dominated play and did not allow for them to have any possession whatsoever. Indeed. And the Eintracht gladly earned themselves a rightful penalty kick. Now, I will say this much. Uh, So that was not their starting keeper. Uh, Here's hoping that the uh, starting keeper for Werder Bremen, who's a really good player at that, uh, Pavlenka, Mm -hmm. here's hoping that he is able to make a nice speedy recovery. Kacinovic. All signs point to that. Yeah, he didn't look too good either. He said no, a lot of international duty also due to that. Alaire was able to put it away coolly, calmly. I put most of that down to the fact that, you know, <laughs> you're getting a guy completely ice cold, you know, <laughs> trying to hope that he will save your bacon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was no way that that was going to be saved. And the Eintracht took the lead. Um, you gotta give this. you gotta give that kid uh, some some props though he, that uh, Plogman I think is yeah. his name yeah, yeah. Um, he he stepped up to to Alaire and gave him some shit right away which uh, you know that's 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 some stones that on takes a kid. some stones indeed <laughs> indeed so we thought as the match was winding down that the Eintracht had done everything they needed to get no a point kidding. hey look you go down a goal. Then you go down a man and you come back to level it. You know, a good, well-earned draw, needless to say. And then uh, Rashika puts in a nice free kick and voila. Done. Yep. Pretty <sighs> bloody late. But, you know, that that sticking late in a game... <sighs> It's ha- a tip. It happened. It feels like the tip, like, you know, you, you, you don't want it to happen, but you just expect it to happen a little bit as a Frankfurt fan. <laughs> You're just like, oh, no, we're going into a shell. Here exactly. We go. Here's a- so here's some takeaways that I have from the match. Uh, noticing that Hasebe was not even on the bench. Found that a little concerning, considering the fact that I would put him down as a better defender at this later stage in his career than Marco Rose. Seems that there seems to be some angst going on in the press that uh, someone doesn't think he's good enough. I mean, he's only got the rest of the season, you know, yeah. uh, in terms of a contract. So I think it's kind of Hutter, you know, kind of giving up a little early. Uh yeah, just me. Hase- Hase- look, we're starting to look really paper thin at defense now. Now that Chandler Willems is gone for multiple matches, Salcedo is out long term injured. Ugh. Yeah, you're starting to bring up a different topic altogether about Team Two. But Hasebe, <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a, he's in a rock. He's between a rock and a hard place. I mean. He, he he can't I don't know I I'm so, sort of of the opinion that he can't play that central defender role anymore and he can't really play that midfielder role as much um 
I don't know. I think got, that, it, you're you're right. He, we're running thin, and he's he's due to injuries. We're gonna need him now. Exactly. And here's what I'm thinking: is that I think he's got enough in the tank to give us 60 good minutes, and that might be about it. He might also be really good in terms of solidifying things late in the match when a lot of the legs are going to be tired, so that his uh, lack of pace will not be so dreadfully, you know, you know exposed but yeah. if that's really the way that they're looking at things it's like hey guess what uh best get some of those other kids warm because abraham you know he's not getting any younger mm-hmm. uh you got Fallette who bringing up uh training team two look those guys are now being integrated back in <laughs> no one really left <laughs> so that's on the management for screwing them up <laughs> Quite yeah, a bit of a mess, but uh, look, the Fallette, guess what? Uh, he's gonna be needed really soon because yes. not everyone's gonna be able to participate uh, going forward. And I think this is a good moment to bring up who from this training squad two team is gonna be participating in the Eintracht during the Hin Ronda because I won't be surprised if some guys move uh, during the winter pause. But I have a funny feeling that due to injuries, Follett, uh, guess what, bud? You're going to be a start. You're going to maybe not starting, but you are going to be on the bench if not starting. Mm-hmm. And I think he should be. I I, thought, I I objected to him being on some, you know, quote, second team anyways. Uh, he's, you know, he's rough around the edges, but I do think he gets the job done. And oftentimes he, he's, he plays a pretty good match for the most part. So... I'm glad that the likes of Fallette and, you know, in uh, defensive uh, issues aside for a second, you know, the other the other person is Marco Fabian. I'm glad that he's back. <laughs> Everyone else I'm kind of questioning, but, um, you know, uh, it home homeboy uh, Mark Stendera. Everyone's probably a little glad that he's back and he gets a chance to prove himself. So. I would like to think that uh, his inclusion has a little bit kind of helps to Eintracht in the fact that, you know, guess what? Uh, When it comes to the Europa League, we need uh, with the kind of players on the roster, we need to have so many, quote, local players. And Mm -hmm. he fits he fits that uh, requirement. And so despite the fact that he was in a so-called B roster, guess what? His inclusion is gonna it it helps uh, yeah. the team kind of qualify for that. So you got to think. I mean, it, like if if so, preseason like a week or two before the season, Hutter said that he he doesn't have enough players that that he didn't want. So he guts these these players to the second team in the hopes of that somebody signing them or whatever. Uh, imagine if all these players were gone, where would we be? You know. Um, yeah, well, we would be up shit creek, needless yeah. to say. Though I'd like to think that maybe one of the kids who, I mean, one of the kids that were assigned to make sure that our German uh, requirement uh, was at least met, I would think that, you know, one of those guys could possibly pan out as a good youth player that maybe we just weren't giving them uh, the yeah. opportunity because there's plenty of players, you know, scattered all over the Bundesliga who just get inserted because, you know, mm-hmm. what if, you know, just a what if. 
And, you know, it just it seems forever and a day ago that Marco Ruiz was one of those guys that, you know, <laughs> was being brought through. And honestly, like we've had good players come through us, but it's like they had to leave Eintracht then to come good, which is really yeah. annoying that we haven't given guys the opportunity. But uh, that's all by the by. So uh, that all wrapping up our discussion on Werder Bremen and a little bit of oh. uh, what's going on with the Europa League. Let's get to our favorite uh, break uh, as we before we uh, break to go to segment two. Uh, it's what are we drinking, Nathan? Oh, um, so... Uh, it's a little bit mythical in my mind uh, is uh, it's uh, we're circling the, the corner or rounding the corner on Oktoberfest season. And in St. Louis, it's very hard to find Eyinger Oktoberfest Martin Martin. Um, but I found it. I found it. And that's what I'm drinking tonight. Um, nice. I had a uh, uh, Sam Adams before that. And then this Eyinger. Um Definitely an improvement. I am a big oh, fan. So you of took my hint of uh, going with the Sam Adams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Sam Adams and definitely of their Oktoberfest, but uh, it doesn't. It's not on the same level as the Eyinger. So I hear um, you on that. Hear you on that. What you Indeed. got? What I got is a Kansas City staple. Uh, Boulevard Brewing Company is one of the biggest American owned brewing companies their beers are found all over the united states and even creeping into the likes of europe so oh, really i have gone with uh bob's 47 which the, is the official oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. annual oktoberfest brew from boulevard so frost frost all right that being it uh, stay with us folks for segment two <laughs> And back we are. Segment two of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. A little bit of news and notes segment. We have a nice bit. Uh, Roman, who usually joins us, is actually still in Germany. Uh, had an interview with uh, the the international uh, coordinator for the Eintracht, a, a new position that has been brought in as uh, Eintracht is brand, uh, really looking to branch out into the United States of America, which is a great time to bring in the fact that the during the winter pause, Eintracht will actually be coming back to the United States of America. Woohoo! Yeah. So <laughs> the uh, this January. Hey, look. If you have interest in going to Florida uh, in January, hey, comfortable time to go. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's the the yeah, best the, time to be the in, annual. The annual in, midseason, preseason. Uh, well, for some teams, preseason depends on if you're. You know, true. from this side of the hemisphere, for not, <laughs> uh, Eintracht will be joining it with Ajax Amsterdam, uh, Flamenco, and uh, from Brazil, and Sao Paulo from Brazil for the annual tournament that is held there. That is the uh, Florida Cup. So this has had a long tradition of having Bundesliga clubs involved, mm-hmm. and. The Eintracht is the Bundesliga club involved this time. Previous Bundesliga clubs to have been involved have been FC Köln, uh, Wolfsburg, Bayer Leverkusen, and Schalke. Uh, mm-hmm. As has been mentioned by Freddie Bobic, uh, they're looking to expand into the United States and consistently have training camps in the United States. And this was going to be yet again another example. So 
when can you go? This is going to be uh, January that uh, the Florida Cup's going to be going on. Let's see. Uh, official dates on the exact time frame for uh, Eintracht's uh, meetup uh, during uh, the Florida Cup have yet to be disclosed, but, you know, a fun and interesting little tournament. Hell that, yeah. Hey, you know, look, if you got kids, guess what? Uh, Universal Studios, Disney World. I mean, uh, do we have hey, to you don't be have to over have kids that? to want to go have a butter beer at Universal Studios? <laughs> <laughs> butter beer, indeed. So, yeah, 2019 Florida Cup. So that is, uh, as I said, Ajax Amsterdam, uh, San Paulo, and Flamenco. So this is uh, runs from January 8th through the 13th in Orlando. Uh, looks like they'll be doing at the universe, uh, the Walt Disney World, uh, the, their, what is it called? The World of Sports? I think that's one. Uh, it's known as, uh, they've also played, like, uh, I think at the Citrus Bowl, which is a, an American football stadium previously used also by uh, their local Major League Soccer side, Orlando City, uh, but yeah, from the 8th to the 13th, to January 2019. So coming up, folks, Eintracht back in the United States. Exciting, exciting times. Hell yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I, I'll definitely be there for that. Um, like I said, I can, I can always, uh, head down to Orlando and have a good time. Uh, I got coworkers <laughs> there. So, um, Indeed. yeah, I mean, if uh we should you know all the fans and stuff we should all get together and uh you know have a good time there you know go like i said have a butter beer or something and <laughs> or uh get yourself some mickey mouse ears have a butter beer go. from universal studios get yourself a uh maroon and gold scarf or uh, i mean <laughs> if you want to do the harry potter thing obviously there the other <laughs> options are available um yeah so Interesting also other news happening to the Eintracht. So whilst other players are on international duty and only a handful are really going out there for the Eintracht because of uh, certain injuries uh, to players, let's kind of focus on what's going on right here, right now. So uh, Eintracht takes on FC Ederbergland. Uh, that's, a great, that's a great FC Erdogan. Uh well uh, uh, a team from uh, Battenberg in Hesse is uh, the club that Eintracht is taking on their team that I guess uh, took some digging I guess they played in the Hessian Liga so uh, test match for the team that's actually happening this Thursday you can actually streaming capabilities are available through the Eintracht website through Eintracht TV so uh, that will be available to you right there um, yeah. all that I really cared about really happened was actually before the match day against Werder Bremen so the Friday <laughs> happened to have the draw for the Europa League so there it is. Let's roll it on out there. Eintracht was dealt a poisonous chalice, needless to say. <laughs> uh, Apollon, Lemassau, golly, what a tough team. Once again, we're going to Cyprus. Uh, 
Okay, if anyone can't tell that I'm being sarcastic, you need to have your ears checked. Uh, I'm really not all that bothered. It's, you know, look, they finished second in the Cypriot League. And yes, Cypriot teams have been able to play decently in Europe. One would think that some teams in Scotland could learn from these guys, but uh, well. So, remember, <laughs> this is, these are teams that come from the south side, uh, the Iona Cyprus which is divided in half, north and south. Uh, best not get go down that rabbit hole. Uh, they won't actually be playing in uh, Limassol. Uh, they'll actually be playing uh, the match in Nicosia, uh, where the biggest stadium in the country actually is at. So That's because they're expecting us. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think last time I recall, we actually played Applewell. Uh, uh, no, not Apollon, but uh, uh, yeah, who is it? yeah, Applewell Nicosia was the team that we played for, uh, against in the Europa League. So, uh, all that being aside, uh, the other teams are involved, uh, Olympic Marseille OM, um, big one, let's see. I don't know how much bigger you could possibly ask for when it comes to the Europa League. Uh, Mm -hmm. Nine-time winners of the French League, you know, were... uh, They're also ten-time French Cup winners, three-time French League Cup winners, uh, winners of the 92-93 Champions League, three times runners-up of the Europa League, including last season, uh, which their antics by their fans have caused the home match between the... The match in Marseille, which is on the September 20th, to be played behind closed doors. Yeah. It looks to me that uh, Eintracht fans will not be allowed to go. So uh, you can only go to Cyprus <laughs> and Rome. Uh, UEFA has got weird rules. I I, I just I do. don't even want to. I don't even want to open up that uh, can of worms. It's basically <laughs> like, you know. It's like taking a bite of an apple. If anyone follows my Twitter feed, you know, you take a bite of an apple and it turns out to be, you know, rotten inside. (laughs) Happens. I get it, but it still happens. And the other team that Eintracht has also been drawn up against is uh, Lazio from the Serie A. Lazio team that finished fifth in Serie A, the team that I have a... the the team in Italy that I have a soft spot for, I have my own reasons for that. So if anyone wants to personally ask me, uh, they can go right <laughs> on ahead. You just got to message me. That is at KCSGE on Twitter. So if you want to go down that rabbit hole, I'll discuss it with you. But I'm not going to go into all too many details here. And that is a team that uh, in Lazio that is a very, very strong team. Uh, Marseille is a strong team as well. No jack squad about the Cypriot team. So all that is that being said, Eintracht basically has an interesting path to the Europa League. So we go on the road for our first match against Marseille, and then we have two straight home matches against Lazio and then Limassol before we go to Limassol. Thing is, look, if we are, if we go to Limassol, on match day four of the Europa League, then head home, play Marseille uh, in match day five, our final home match of it. In theory, we could be really well set up to make the knockout phase due to the way that the fixtures have landed. 
we still end. That means before Christmas, in the, on December 13th, a nice trip to Rome. So anyone who wants to make a big old <laughs> ruckus, kind of like what we did uh, in Porto and Bordeaux, I would highly suggest that everyone goes to the Rome match. Because, unless, of course, you just want to sign yourself in Cyprus, which can't blame me on that. <laughs> Nathan, Ooh. when this draw came out, how much were you like, gulp? Well, um, I mean, so I'm not the biggest of uh, football fans in the across the pond or even over here. So I don't have much experience with Europa or the EPL or any of the, you know, the champions league, all that stuff, uh, Syria, um, uh, Spanish league, all that nonsense. Um, so I don't, I, I'm kind of pol- uh, reading the polls off of other people like you. Um, Marseille, obviously it's, I, I think it's kind of cool. And I, I see it at like Bobich kind of put it you know if you want to play against it's the if you want to make it far in this tournament you got to play you're going to have to go through some big teams so why not right away we can do that with marseille especially when they're they have no fans to support them um <laughs> uh and and while it's early you know i mean we're not going to be too tired at that point in terms of our team and our de- and our we still have we have depth issues right now of course but um we're, it's still early in the in the year so we still have a lot of optimism to draw from <laughs> in that regard um in terms of uh the italian squad i uh, you know i i don't have any sort of idea um and it's Cypriot, a tough group it's Cypriot's, a tough group i don't really Liga, have too much of Serie a <laughs> bundesliga just saying. Yeah, I mean, so no, the other thing, no the other thing is that a I, team that is small. Uh, exactly. Our opposition, unless until you get to the Cypriot uh, participants. The only other thing that I know is that we're still kind of we're not, you know, regulars to this to this tournament. So you know the Cyp the whatever the Cypriots or whatever. Um, you know, I I kind of draw from the teams that I start to, you know, I went to to Prague last year and made a pilgrimage for brewery for brewing reasons to Pilsen. Um, saw that a Victoria Pilsen there and saw that they were a, you know, a perennial champions league Europa team, um, of note. Um, and I mean, it'll go very far, but because Rain, they're in those Rain, tournaments, uh, 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 Czechly champions, yeah. I might add. <laughs> yeah. It, because they don't go very far in those tournaments. That doesn't mean anything. That it 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 it, le- it injects money into their team for their for their league and keeps them um, riding high. So even the Cypriot team, I don't know. Like it, they they could be a they 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 probably have some experience in Europa more than we do. Um, at least at this point in the you know in in time, um, I'm not sure about that actually, but. Um, <laughs> I'm just speculating, but, um, Mm. you know, these teams, they're all, they, they probably all have some experience. So, uh, you know, we'll play them as, as they come and I'm sure we'll be, I'm just, I'm just excited to see the fans and, and, you know, what we bring to each of these cities aside from Marseille, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Uh, when it does at the end of the day, all I have to say to anyone who is looking at, 
uh, all these teams that will be coming to Eintracht. I'll just say, all right, then bring it on. Just bring on all comers. We'll take it right to you. Punch you right back in the mouth. We'll go, you know, if you want to go toe to toe and, and, you know, have a good old tussle. Well, at the very least, uh, our ultras will provide provide with plenty of fight to be able to punch them right right back in the mouth. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> hopefully not. Uh, not literally. Not hopefully literally. not. Literally. We don't need to get. We don't need to get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> prefer to avoid trouble if at all costs. But oh uh, well. So, uh, <laughs> like I also mentioned, uh, matches for the Eintracht's uh, time that they're going to be playing in the Europa League have uh, also dictated now from the Bundesliga that they've decided to release the dates for every match up to match day 14. Yeah. So, uh, let's be honest. Uh, it is exactly what we thought we were going to get uh, participating in the Europa League. Hey, look, when teams participate in the Europa League, what happens is mm-hmm. they are unable. They then are stuck playing on Mondays if they have Monday fixtures. Uh, trust me, that's going to happen more in the Henrunda. So we don't have to worry about that right now. But we do have a few uh, Friday fixtures. Um, let's see our next match against uh, our next match in the Bundesliga is against Dortmund. And that is one. All right. Oh, wait, back off there. Oh, sorry, folks. <laughs> uh, the the third panel is my own, my own dog. Emmy is trying to nose her way in here. Uh, that's what she thinks about having to play on a Friday. Really feels like uh, Eintracht has other matches also on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Look, not exactly the most uh, best times for anyone to watch a Bundesliga match, or at least maybe I'm just being selfish in the fact that uh, I enjoy watching certain other types of football being played on a Sunday. So, you know, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, that, that aside, um, I not the only one in this kind of grouping. So, you know, let's get to, let's get to some of the players who have moved, transferred in, transferred out, you know, as the last thing. So we all, we mentioned that Kevin Trapp has made his lone move from Paris Saint-Germain. And trust me, a really lovely uh, thing to find out about. I totally welcome it. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, hey, if he signs on full time, it works out for me because, you know, he's a darn good player. We found that out when we picked him up from Kaiserslautern when they went down. <laughs> and then when he went to Paris Saint-Germain for, whoa, memory serves uh, 10 million euros. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's all good to me, and if you know there are some those weird teenagers who have got hormones going off their going off the rails for Eintracht fans, you know he does have a rather attractive Brazilian uh, uh, <laughs> model of a fiance that he's engaged to. Not that that for any of us on this panel can hold a candle to any of our uh, significant <laughs> others. Better has as we should refer to them as. So. Other teams that have made a move from the Eintracht. Uh, our Daiche Komada has gone on loan to, uh, let's see, Sin uh, Trudese Valvao. Uh, let's see, that is a Bel- uh, Belgian team and uh, Belgian first division. 
mm-hmm. team that I had previously been I had previously not known anything about. But hey, um, interesting that uh, he has made his move there. Uh, there's another uh, Jap- there's actually two other Japanese internationals uh, who are a part of that squad uh, one on loan from uh, Ingolstadt and one who is uh, signed to uh, actually two sent to the club uh, so you know he's not going to be all alone on that hey look if he comes back or he does well and they mm-hmm. want to buy you know, who are we to say no to a few extra million euros? So, exactly. all good on that. Danny Bloom was uh, the last time we had talked. Danny Bloom was, it wasn't sure if he was going to be going out on loan. He is out on loan now to his Spanish second division side, uh, Las Palmas, which is where we got Kevin Prince Boateng. And we also uh, have Lona Cavar. Uh, he has gone to the uh, Cro- uh, what was that? The Croatian first division side. Yep. Uh, Ozik. Uh, if I have butchered that, I apologize. <laughs> I know that there are team that I was previously in the <laughs> Yugoslavia <laughs> top flight. Uh, a team that recently finished as high as a. Uh, looks like they finished fourth as of last year. So good on them for uh, trying to, you know, hey, participating in uh, the Europa League. It doesn't look like they're, uh, they got stopped at the playoff round, but hey, you know, they tried <laughs> to make a hash of it at the end of the day. That's all that matters. Uh, alrighty. So kind of moving forward, uh, Eintracht's got a couple guys out on loan that at least alleviates things at present. You know, those guys are wages are going to be taken care of by the uh, respected clubs. You know, we at least move some of the people on. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. We haven't got, I would have preferred like an outright transfer fee, but well, end of the day, you know, at least we have some of the rotation done. So, yeah, me, at least they're playing in other places. Done. Yeah. Here's hoping that they get some playing time. Here's hoping that then that is able to mean, uh, you know, permanent deals. Or, hey, they come back to the Eintracht after being on loan for one season, and they actually have turned out to be a pretty doggone good player, and then they're able to take advantage of playing for the Eintracht next season. Fingers crossed. So, mm-hmm. Only good things to come out of that. Uh Gonna take a break now. Uh, in part three, we're gonna have an interview with Roman uh, speaking to uh, the new uh, USA international uh, contact for the Eintracht. So stick with us, and uh, we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Roman uh, from Hefpod here in Germany right now, and we are at the Kometsmann Arena. You hear the air, um, the planes flying above us, and I'm here with Jackie uh, from Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, she invited me for a day here at the Kometsmann Arena. We shot a few videos uh, that you are that you can um, watch on our Twitter feed and Facebook. We're going to put them on piece by piece, and I got an awesome tour through the museum. An awesome day, and now I get to ask her a few questions. Um, and yeah, let's start with uh, Jackie. Uh, you are now in, in Frankfurt for how long? How did you get here? What's your short story on? Sure. Um, well, thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, yes, I guess I'll start out with uh, I've been in Germany since 2011. 
Um, I came over to play professional soccer in the That's Bundesliga. Cool. Um, yeah, after retiring, I worked for an agency that started to organize um, Bundesliga training camps and stuff. Um, first project was Eintracht Frankfurt um, in the 2017 training camp, which, as you guys know, um, was uh, yeah quite the intensive training camp to organize. We had four cities in um, just a little bit over a couple weeks. Um, and yeah, from then, um, yeah, now I'm here working for Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, I am uh, the international communications manager, um, and then I'm doing my uh, doctor studium or doctor studies. Oh, cool! Um, on the side, that is super cool. We're going to talk about that later, but sure. um, so international communication—that's a big topic, obviously, yes. and a lot has changed. Uh, Frankfurt won a couple of. Uh, awards, right? We won the what, Social mm -hmm. Media Meister last year? Yeah, it was the 2017 Social Media Champion, as you can say. Um, and then last year, unfortunately, uh, right, I think before the DFB uh, Pokal, we got um, yeah news that we were the Social Media second place. Second, who got so. first? I don't really want to say, but uh, Bayern Munich. <laughs> oh, shit. Those bastards. But they get way more money, right? So budget-wise, yeah, we budget won. Yeah, budget-wise. Yeah, relative. Yeah. I would relative. say our odds were pretty uh, you know, low, but we made it cool. second place. Cool. So now, just recently, uh, you guys launched the um, Eintracht US channels, so to say. What's uh, So obviously, Frankfurt has been twice in the US last year. Uh, this year, uh, playing games like what is what is the mission? Why, why is Frankfurt suddenly interested in the U.S. Uh, or what is what is the mission? Why what, what's cool about it? Um, I think it's something that we were always interested in, but um, it wasn't yeah implemented until we've had um, just a great man management on board. Um, Axel Hellman is uh, a huge huge. Um, supporter of internationalization um, and Mr. Freddie Bobich is um, of course just in love with America anyway um, but he um, greatly adds to our yeah motivation to go to, to the state so, so do you say Freddie or do you say Mr. Bobich oh uh, did I say yes Freddie Freddie okay yeah. <laughs> okay good good <laughs> so he's not <laughs> Okay, so the, and is there like a long-term strategy like towards the U.S.? So what's the goal? Um, is it? Do you think it's just generating revenue, sponsors, or is it uh, popularity? Over? Is there like maybe the hope that America, maybe with the World Cup coming up in 2026, mm -hmm. is it 2026? Yeah. Yeah. That uh, you know it's going to be turned into the soccer nation, and then we want our share or. Yes, that's exactly um, more or less the goal. I think, um, you know, Freddie said it great a couple of weeks ago um, that our long-term goal is to make it every year to the U.S. until 2026 and thereafter, um, of course. So, um, yeah, we've already done it two out of the past two years. So we'll see what comes, uh, yeah, shortly and, yeah, in the long term. I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, just, you know, remembering my old school days of watching the San Jose Clash yeah. and also playing at Spartan Stadium in college. Um, 
you know, where the World Cup was, I think, in 94, right? So yeah. just being a part of that uh, historic time, I think, for the MLS, it's great to see that there's going to be, you know, 23 teams, I think, in 2020 mm. um, in total. And it's, yeah, great to see where the MLS is going. So cool. hopefully we'll be a part of that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Now with the Academy in Michigan, uh, there's definitely a lot. Let's, let's hope that Frankfurt is going to be one of the top Bundesliga teams in the United States, right? That's what we... That's what we are all fighting for. That's super cool. Exactly. Um, yeah, well, I keep, I keep the short, Jackie. Maybe we have another opportunity at a later time when we meet again. So thank you very much for your, for your time and your insights. And we sure. are looking forward to what's coming in the U.S. and Eintracht Frankfurt. And obviously for me, I'm very excited about it because uh, to hear that it's not just a fling, right? right. The, the yeah. kind of friendship or the... Um, with the United States and also what's interesting for you guys listening is that there are strong ties with the US and Frankfurt I didn't even know this but Matthias when I got the uh, museum show um, uh, there's strong ties between the United States and the history uh, you know, they have been a couple of times in the US before like in the 50s and the 70s um, so we're going to put some more information out uh, at later stage so um, yeah thank you Jackie that's amazing and thank you of course for the cool tour and uh, mm -hmm. for showing me around and um, yeah super cool thank you so much great thank you and right back we are part four final part so Uh, Eintracht uh, news and notes all been completed, kind of doing a little bit some householdy things. So, uh, if in case you are curious, uh, the from the Bundesliga website that is uh, Bundesliga.com slash en, they have a predictor league. Uh, you can join that league. Uh, that is H E F Pod. Currently at the top of the table is Hadi Hadi Kuchin. Hadi Kuchin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kind of beating us all so, out at present. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, once match day three goes underway. It's definitely, definitely a Frankfurt fan because that's a that's a pastry or a pastry or cookie, right? That's a gingerbread cookie from from the the region. So um, if you want to call yourself out, totally, I'd like to to you know once I actually get into this, I missed the first week. Um, I'll definitely sling some. Slop around if uh, everyone involved wants to. Remember, so. folks, if you want to join the league, just uh, go to the predictor league from the Bundesliga.com uh, website. Uh, HEF Pod is our group. And uh, guess what? You know, so long as we have 10, you know, if over 10 frequent uh, members are a part of the group, guess what? The league winner at the end of the season actually gets a gift handed out from the Bundesliga themselves. So, hey, you know, who doesn't want free stuff? Yeah. Join I, our league. You'll definitely probably beat me because I suck at these things. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um... So, kind of wrapping everything up, um, looking at the way uh, what the Bundesliga is doing and the other teams that are doing uh, what other teams are getting involved in. So, the German national team uh, is on their international break. They did get to play France. Lucky them. Uh, let's kind of take a look at some of the tables uh, for the domestic leagues of Germany. So, 
Uh, three teams currently on full six points. Uh, Bayern, uh, no surprise there. But surprise, surprise, it's Wolfsburg and Hertha Berlin who both ended up there. Uh, we have mm-hmm. Wolfsburg with an American international and John Anthony Brooks who's been partaking in on that. Uh not going to lie, kind of a surprise there. Uh, teams that are at the bottom. Uh, we have Schalke, Freiburg, <laughs> Leverkusen, and Stuttgart, all four currently on uh, Zilch. N- zero points. Exactly. You know, okay, folks, it's only two matches, and, you know, Bayern always starts hot. Once they get involved in Europe, they cool off, then some people are able to take points off them. But a little bit of a surprise that uh, Wolfsburg and Hertha Berlin have both been able to do it so far because Wolfsburg has, excuse me, played the likes of Leverkusen and Schalke in week one and two, and Hertha Berlin uh, showed Schalke up uh, this past match yeah. day as well. And uh, for me, it's kind of a, I mean, sure, yes, early doors, but the fact of the matter is, uh, when Hans Fowl did this same thing last year, they were playing against teams that were all that ended up finishing also at the bottom, in such as FC Cologne. I know that they played in there was one of the first two, and Freiburg was another. And each of those teams was in the bottom four at the end <laughs> of last season. So you tell me, uh, where do we expect Schalke and Leverkusen to finish? Uh, everyone would usually point to the top half of the table because no one is stupid to think that those guys <laughs> could get relegated because that would be absolutely bonkers. Anyways, uh, looking down at the team, since we mentioned Cologne and Hosfell having been relegated in the Zweitliga, the second division of the Bundesliga, uh, four match days in, uh, wouldn't it be weird if those lilies from South Hesse got back? Guess who's in second place? Darmstadt. Oh Nine points from four matches played. Also four... Oh, we don't know. Uh, I mean, it Hotspur could actually have trumped them in that, uh, but their match against Dinamo Dresden was uh, postponed due to uh, policing issues. Not in yeah. Dresden itself, but actually, uh, what um, what is that? Uh, some uh, there are some policing issues due to some political protests that were going on mm-hmm. uh, nearby Dresden. There just wasn't enough police force uh, to justify being able to cohesively be able to take care of this. So, uh, mm-hmm. currently at the top five, which kind of rounds out uh, three teams that are tied on eight points, uh, you know, in Union Berlin, Holstein Kiel, the team that finished in third place last year, and uh, Greuther Fifth, uh, um, crosstown rivals of Nuremberg. You know, wouldn't that be kind of crazy if Berlin or Fifth also came up and, Ber- and Hertha and Nuremberg also stayed in the league. Oh, that would be uh, some interesting city uh, derbies. It would of course, be. You know, I wouldn't mind beating up on Darmstadt next year. Just as long <laughs> as we beat the snot out of them. But anyways. I, I look forward to their inevitable uh, uh, descent in, exactly. the, in the in Liga 2. Here's, here's hoping, here's hoping. <laughs> and at the very Spice top Liga. of the table is uh, FC Cone. Uh, yeah. with 10 points. Uh, I gotta honestly, tell you, those, the, those fans are high on Cologne right now. And I'm like, they're playing in the second league. Don't like, just because they're scoring that many goals doesn't mean a lot. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's also early in the season. Don't get, don't get too high right now. 
Don't get Ugh. too excited, folks. It's early doors, early doors. And some of the action that's also going to happen in the Champions League before we kind of wrap up our show right here. Uh, teams that are in the four, te- the four teams that have been drawn in the Champions League from Germany. Uh, interesting for Group A, uh, Atletico Madrid uh, from Spain, Club Brugge from Belgium, Monaco from France, and Borussia Dortmund. Uh, one would have to think that Dortmund has enough to be able to get through, and that should be kind of straightforward mm. and simple for them on that. And, you know, mm. uh, they're not going to finish fourth in that group by a long shot. No way. Not with that sort of talent. Uh, group D, <laughs> which has Schalke and theirs, is about as wide open as the old American West. Uh, Porto from uh, Portugal. Galatasaray from uh, from uh, Turkey, Turkey, one of the Istanbul clubs. And uh, a team from the old Soviet bloc, Lokomotiv Moscow, in addition mm. to Schalke. So... Pretty wide, bloody open. Uh, mm-hmm. Group E, which has Bayern Munich. They've got a sort of familiar names if you pay attention to European soccer, but let's be honest. Uh, no one of Ajax Amsterdam, who Eintracht will be uh, hopefully facing in the Florida Cup the, this January, as as recently mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. Ike Athens, that kind of looks like AEK, but I've been advised by someone who is Greek who says Ike. Kind of like a... Uh, anyways. <laughs> Moving on. And uh, Benfica from uh, Portugal as well. So Bayern Munich, I mean, if they... If Nico Kovac slips up there, it's like, yikes, what a banana peel. And uh, Hoffenheim <laughs> has been drawn with a an interesting group. You have one absurdly heavyweight contender in Manchester City from England. And then you have Olympic Lyon and Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, guys who are okay. mainstays of the Champions League uh, the recent years, so one would think that uh, Hoffenheim would have an interesting run. Uh, we will kind of mention that Leverkusen has the easiest run in the Europa League. Uh, they have another Cypriot club. Uh, they play uh, Zurich from Switzerland, Ludogorets from Belgium, uh, excuse me, no, Belgium, Bulgaria, but hilarious. Red Bull Leipzig. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> they get to play Red Bull Salzburg. I mean, UEFA, you just look like a bunch of putzes for getting, <laughs> for getting this. Oh, yeah. Not going to lie. This is absolutely hilarious. It's great. And, uh, hey, we're going to have a lot of fun once we return from our international break. Needless to say. Yes, we are. Yours is going to be fun, and we get to be part of it. Let's get. Let's just yeah. go for it. Let's have some fun. Let's get a little. Drunk I'm super excited. Let's get a little drunk in Rome. Hey, you don't need <laughs> to just drink beer there, though. No. Uh, you know, if you are to drink beer, the best beer that I have found from Italy is Moretti. Ooh, no Peroni. Look, <laughs> tr- look. Have a bottle of each of those at hand. A glass of water. To wash it through to see which one tastes better, and you're gonna realize, Brian, you are right. <laughs> I'm willing to take that. I'll drink them both. <laughs> the taste test challenge. <laughs> All right, Nathan's accepted that challenge. Who else will join us in? <laughs> All right, we've had enough of this international break, fun-filled uh, podcast. Uh, hope you guys also liked it as well. Where can we find yeah. you in the Twitter sphere, Nathan? You can find me on Twitter at N-A-J-A-K-W-A. All right. You can also follow the Hey on Trek Frankfurt on Facebook. So join our Facebook group. Uh, Roman has been posting a lot of videos uh, yeah. of, for his tour of 
the Comets Bank Arena. He also had a lot of videos up uh, for his kind of uh, match day experience. He'll also be there. Uh, he's planning on being there for match day four, the home match against uh, Leipzig. So that's going to be fun, giving us some great content while he is out there in Germany. And hopefully he'll be able to get some yeah. more uh, exclusive interviews here for Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, yeah. Thanks to him and thanks for uh, Jackie for joining us on the podcast. Today. That was that was Indeed. incredible so, stuff. You can awesome. also join uh, the 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 Twitter sphere with the show that is at H E F Pod. Email the show at HeyEintrachtConfront at yahoo.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud. Just look us yeah. up there. Follow us there, <laughs> and uh, once the once uh, episode drops. Get in, be able to download it immediately. We've been having, we've been changing over some uh, software stuff. So, uh, yeah, SoundCloud is going to be the exclusive provider of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. If you're looking to, like I have said previously, if you're looking to uh, go to Kansas City for the Oktoberfest, uh, Nathan, I think you're coming with. Yeah, yeah, I'll be well, here. Hey, I got the day, bud. You know, there you uh, go. So long as you don't mind a certain dog waking you up at about four thirty in the morning. Yes, hey, I've I'm got talking. three of them over yes, here I'm to do talking. the same thing. So yes, I'm, I'm used talking to, to you, young lady, right over there, <laughs> kind of <sit laughs> sulking over there in her corner, as she should. Uh, nosy little git that she is. <laughs> <laughs> love her, love her indeed, and she also loves the on track. As some people have seen on Twitter, she looks oh, rather yeah. fetching in her in my black and white member scarf. So you can also find us in everywhere that you download uh, the podcast. Um, rate us and like us and uh, share us with some of your other Eintracht Frankfurt fans. Look, this is a platform that we brought out when the show debuted. Uh, we want to have this be an open platform for all Eintracht Frankfurt fans to interact with each other. So all that being said, uh, that's all from us here. So uh, cheers. Cheers. Hey, I'm a fan of the